Hello everyone, welcome back to another Monday. Yes, we are back in the potty mouth, so nice of you to join us. Little bit of housekeeping, yes we have, we'll do this nice and quick because we've got lots to talk about. We've got a Discord channel, don't you know, yes we do, and you're here, but anybody else watching, we have a new channel, pop over to that, and pop over and join, look on Apple or anywhere like that for the podcast of this show as well. So we have our little friends, and look at we have, Jesse Plot 37 Hello, Jess. It's lovely to have you have you on again. Yes. Now, you've showed us, Jesse, you've showed us your drink of choice. Would you be kind enough to show the audience your drink of choice tonight? There we go. Inch cider. Mm. And it's not just the one can. Is that right? It's not just the one can. <laughs> Two. Dotted. Yes, yes. Jess, lovely to have you back on again. Is everything all right? Everything good with the garden? Yeah, apart from the foxes and the badgers and the squirrels and the rats. Well, it's funny. I'd, I'd missed you were chatting about that when we were kind of just saying hello there. Tell us tell us about that. I, I haven't seen a video. So has badgers been in? Oh, yeah. So, oh, yes. Oh. Yeah, oh, badgers and foxes. Just basically every day when I arrive at the allotment now, I have to rebury whatever's been dug up. It's just like the ritual. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they're not after plants, obviously. They're just like just turfing everything out of the ground. So is, oh, I was gonna, that's what I was going to ask you. So they're not really kind of damaging the, the veg or anything. They're just kind of making the right the kids playing, are they? Yeah. Yeah, they're just digging them up, which is why, like, I think some of it's badgers and some of it's foxes, because, like, the badgers would have eaten beetroot and they haven't, so... Right. Dunno, mm, dunno. Mm. How, how are you going to tackle it? Uh, current plan is citronella and a camera. Not that the camera's actually going to stop them, they're not... Wait, are you just going to throw the camera out of the way? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm, I'm used all my GoPros! <laughs> <laughs> well, Jess, it's lovely to have you on there. Thank you so much for coming back on. Uh, Stephen, how are you doing, Hello. sir? Oh, he's froze again. <laughs> I tell you what, we'll, 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 it's a good job. He knows what he's up to there. He's a, he's a handsome fella. Should we just look at the, the, the oh, his serious face there? Audrey, yeah. you don't freeze Hello. on us, do you? How are you doing? I haven't yet. No, no, you're professional. And we were talking about it, and I'll have to bring it up, but I haven't got the video on us. Your sound engineer husband, Audrey. Yes. Uh, crawling last week. Did anyone see yeah. that? Please say hello in the comments if you've seen that. i never seen it. I was told, and it wasn't that long ago, Audrey, you know. I mean, I'm, was it like maybe four days or something? And I didn't get when, we, you know, our little like, WhatsApp, what was the, the joke? And then I think it was Steve might have said, have a look. <laughs> have yeah. a look. <gasps> yeah, I was shocked. Yeah. But... <laughs> you should. What can you do? What can you do? So, uh, is oh there he is, there he is, Stephen. That was a that was a quick reset. Are you good, sir? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Uh, yes. Hello, everyone. Hello, Jesse, and welcome. Yes, there we are. There. I tell you what, we'll do. Then we'll better run the intro just to be on the safe side. Eh? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yes, so hello and welcome. What I forgot to mention was questions. I'm going to try and hammer through some questions. So put a capital Q up before your question and I'll be able to kind of find it there as well. So um, let's have a look. We'll start with team. Now I'm going to go to you, Stephen, because I know the answer to this already. Tidy Garden, Tidy Gardener. Are you a tidy... Gardener or a tidy garden? <laughs> no, no way on this earth. No, um, I saw somebody once on one forum, and he had a little tagline under his name, and it was "Messy but productive garden," and I think that fits me perfectly because I'm very messy. I've watched you, and I, and I love it to be honest, because you'll kind of do something and then you'll just throw it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just it just lands where it lands, and yeah. I'm a bit, I'm not saying I'm kind of neat and tight. I'm certainly not. But I, I know when things are building up. Do you know what I mean? I've just kind of been yeah. ripping out sunflowers and all that kind of thing. And it's messy there now. Do you never get to the point, Steve, when it's like yeah, it's a little do, bit yeah, too when much? Tri- when I'm tripping, tripping over, over stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got this habit of throwing, if I'm weeding and I haven't got a truck or anything to hand, I'll just throw them on the paths, knowing that sometime during the season I'll sweep them. That's that's my kind of philosophy. Uh, I mean, I think it was about six days ago, I cleaned up outside the front of the main polytunnel, and it looked lovely out there. It lasted two days, and there's now trays of plants, compost bags, uh, piles of weeds and bracken ready to go into something tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it's just a mess. Mm-hmm. I am very messy. And what will generally happen is I'll finish a job and then leave everything there and go and start another one. So I well, just leave things with... It's almost, Steve, for me, it's almost... Like I'll finish a video and I know there's, like, tools and buckets and that, and I think, well, I've got to get back. I've got to edit this video, you know, and I'll leave things. And then, yeah. again, you see, you tidy up, but then there's a bag of compost being left, there's this being left, and there's chairs yeah. left, and it does get, you know, out of hand kind of thing. But yeah. I think I spot it early enough... But I, I don't think I could just wait till sometime in the season to get, you know what I mean? I'll get that sometime. No, I spot, I spot it every time I go down. I think, oh, I must do that tomorrow. <laughs> Jess, are you, do you get like that? Are you a tidy gardener or a tidy garden, should I say? Um, luckily, I mean, it's not been the same, obviously, at the beginning of this year, but normally the system is I make the mess and mum's like just a, sweeps past me right. and clean it all up as I go, which works brilliantly. But um, obviously she hasn't been around there for like since April. So uh, I've learned to pick things up, which has been quite interesting. <laughs> and do you kind of, what's like Steve does, you know, because like, I've seen like Steve, and I'm not picking on Steve, but you know, like deadhead flowers sure. and things like that and just drop, do you just, just yeah. So oh, well, yeah. I, I feel a, a lot better then. I feel a lot better then yeah. because um, and you see these kind of TV programs. You know what I mean? It's like the gardens are pristine, and I would love to kind of see behind the scenes of a you know like a TV presenter's own garden because they just look immaculate. But I bet you know what I mean? It's like wheelbarrows dumped and everything. So it's nice to know. Yeah. It's nice to know. I'm sure there's. I'm sure Audrey though is a very tidy gardener, and there'll be not there'll be not a weed I- allowed in that garden. Oh, no, we have plenty of weeds, but I try to be tidy. But it's also my backyard. Uh, It's not an allotment that I can leave and come back to. I mean, that's where we live. So, uh, yeah, I like it tidy. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd be different if I could just 
turn the key and go away. I don't know. <laughs> right? I don't know. Right. Let's have a look there. Gary. I have noticed, Tony. I'm sorry. Let me say this. Your standards have dropped a little. Well, yeah, yeah I think you. <laughs> I was noticing that today. I watched your sunflower and I was like, I think I need to call his mom. No, I know. Get her oh, on I know. This. Uh-huh. That's why, Audrey, that's why I'm, I'm bringing it up because I kind of, for a couple of weeks there now, I'm thinking, even just to sweep the paths, do you know what I mean? That would be. I noticed that your paths hadn't been mm. swept, and I was like, Mom's going to get on you if you filthy, don't. Filthy, filthy paths. And it, like, it's, it's exactly what, you know what I mean? Like a cabbage leaf here and a, and a, you know, a sunflower leaf there, and all of a sudden, it's. I know. Shocking. That's all it takes. Yeah, know, all it takes. That's what uh, <laughs> to get me myself in the gear. Right, let's have a look. <laughs> Gary Geary is saying, uh, hi all, badgers have trashed his pumpkin patch. Can I cut them now and continue to write them for Halloween? Now, I would have thought so, but I'll go to... Jess, if you're having trouble with badgers, do you grow, like, pumpkins or anything like that? Would you cut them now, or...? I mean, yeah, it depends how close they are to being ready. Um I'm not a great fan of pumpkins, um, but I've just cut one off accidentally off my Ichikukuri, um, trying to prune. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I'll... I'm sure I'd, I've like had them green, and eventually they will go like an orangey colour kind of thing. So, yeah. yeah, I've done the mind you, I do that with like the prune and cutting tomatoes, fine, you know what I mean? And you think bloody hell, I went and cut the picking plants not the, yeah. the you know what i mean so <laughs> steve what's your answer there i guess like you see we're, we're coming to the agreement there it's just pick them and they'll eventually turn turn ripe i guess yeah i mean you, you leave them for as long as you can as long as the weather's going to hold i mean pumpkins they won't take they won't take a frost so if we get early frost you've got to harvest them early and then in that case what i do then is i sit the pumpkins or squashes on the greenhouse bench at home. So there's a frost heater um, in there just to protect them. And then once they're, once they're ripe and once they're um, matured, I g- generally put them up in the loft out of the way. Mm-hmm. But like what Gary was saying there, if a badger's trashing, you know what I mean? It's best just to kind of get them out before it like, starts trampling on the actual pumpkins and just... Well, the thing is, I mean, if, it, if it's not turned ripe yet, I mean, it's not that far away from Halloween, it's going to stop growing if you take it off the plant for starters. And it's going to have, it's going to take much longer for it to ripen and mature if it's off the plants. You, you're better off out in sunlight. I would try, like Jess has had to do, try to put some defence around the pumpkin plants mm-hmm. if you can. Some bit of temporary fencing on canes or something. Just try and protect it. Just get it as get it as close as you can to kind of as you as you can. Yeah. I mean, if you can't, if it's still persisting, then you'll have to cut it, and you might just have to use a pumpkin that's not ripe. That's that's the only thing. <gasps> it's diff- difficult. <laughs> Audrey, I guess you'll not have badgers roaming around the city of Detroit. So not that I'm aware of. <laughs> yes, we're not. But re- I don't say there's not. I'm just not aware of it. Uh-huh. Do you um, uh, we have coyotes occasionally though here? There you go. <laughs> they come over from Canada. Right. No, I'm not kidding. All right, right. They, they, come on the ice, they come over on the ice when the ice freezes on uh, the Detroit River. Right. And we end up with some coyotes over here. Are you so, a, are uh, you a pumpkin grower, Audrey? I, I don't know if you are. I am. I'm actually growing black pumpkins this year. Right. Ooh. 
because I think they're going to look cool. So I'm, and, I'm growing them strictly for pretty decoration. Right, right. And what do they look like now? Uh, they're pretty green right now. Are they? Oh, so they're ripened yeah. to black. Yes. Right. All oh, right, right. Yeah, they look, I mean, I've, the pictures, I, I just hope it does them justice. They're beautiful. Mm-hmm. So, All and right. I love black things. So black pumpkins to me are like, that's really cool. Where are did they big? You, oh, go on, I'll just Sorry. put, no, no, go on, Jess. Just wondering what sort of size they are. Are they big pumpkins, little ones? No, they're not big. They're like a medium, maybe about seven inches across. All right. Lovely. Okay. Yeah, so it's a decent-sized pumpkin. Yeah, it's not those little mini ones. Mm-hmm. So I just think they'll be beautiful. So I'll I'll send a picture. Where did you, yes. uh, Audrey? Where did you Where did you get them from? Did you get them from the Baker Creek again, or no? Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, come on, put you on the spot there. I know you do a lot. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say urban farmer, right? That's, that's my first guess. Urban right, farmer, for right? I will try and kind of hunt them down and have a look at the picture of them to be honest. That's quite nice. Um, Japanese onions, there's a topic. I was kind of gonna ask you, Steve, about Japanese. This is the God's honest truth, right? I was gonna ask you right. about give us some tips for Japanese onions, Steve. And I thought, I'll just search Japanese onions online. <laughs> right. right. My, this, I pop up as the kind of, as one of the number one videos on Japanese <laughs> onions. <laughs> so I've even done there it. I kind of never even, and I can remember doing it. It was not even, you know, two years ago or something, to be honest. So uh, would right. you be doing Japanese onions, Steve? Is it something you I bother used, about? I used, I used to grow them an awful lot um, when I was much, much younger. Oh, God, that must have been a while. Yeah, it was a while ago. Thanks for that, pal. Short pants. Were you wearing short pants? (laughs) You've moved two spaces down my Christmas card. (laughs) 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 I used to grow when I was much younger, but I'm a little bit anal retentive in um, that. With the onions, the Japanese onions, if you get one or two in a row that sort of dies or succumbs to the cold or rot over winter, the rows don't look right when you get to spring. And it annoyed the heck out of me. It got, got, on me, got on me case so much that I just eventually said, that's it, I'm doing spring onions from now on. Just grow me normal whites and red onions in the spring. And right. I Never. don't bother with them anymore. I got really, really mad with it. I couldn't get perfect rows for spring. Every year, one little bugger would die. Right. No, I've, oh. like I say, I remember growing them, and I'm, I might try and order them again. If I was to get them, because I can't even remember where I got them from, where would you recommend, Stephen? As a, I, <laughs> I would find a good onion shop if I were you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I knew I was young. Because I was just, I'd say when I was just looking, because it's like me go to, you know, me go to kind of shop there now, Premier Seeds Direct. Yeah. But I think they were just selling seeds. I was hoping to get like the sets, you know what I mean. So right, yeah, we'll we'll see how we go. Oh, well, actually, Jess, do you grow winter onions? No, never. Just oh. We've got so many problems with um, allium stuff. We've got leaf miner, rust, white rot. The whole, we've got everything. So you plant them, they look fab, and then by the time you pick them out, they're just like a soft mess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not oh. just not worth it, really. Well, I get the white rot as well, Jess. But this year, 
it wasn't as bad. And I don't know if it was down to kind of, we had you know, like a, a really good, you know, the heat waves. Have you, do you not even plant any alliums now at all because of all it? Or do you still have a bash? I was just wondering if you had planted some this year. With the, yeah, with I don't the, have a problem with uh, leeks for some reason. Right. Yeah, absolutely leeks. Um, and I grew an onion this year that was called Pink Panther. Grew fantastically in the same bed as where I'd grown uh, the shallots, zebrun shallots and garlic that were just, a, just, just, it was just like sludge. That was uh-huh. all that left. It was gross. And that, but you know, and the, but the um, Pink Panther survived. Right. So, oh, there you go. Oh, right. I'm going to actually year. write that one down. Mind you, my uh, banana shallots are just like, they look like giant spring onions, but they're dead light. Like, they just seem no good at all. Pink. Do you know what? If I'd have said pink panther onions to you, you'd have said to me, you're having me on, Steve. <laughs> I don't believe you for one See, second. I know Jess is not that cruel. Uh, you you would you would you would <laughs> lead me down a you would lead me down a path, Stephen, and I would be no oh, getting away from it. <laughs> right, let's just um, melons. Marian's asking. Maria's asking. Maria Slater's asking. How do you know when melons are ripe? Audrey, I'm going to come to you there for. <laughs> oh, oh here we go again. Okay. No, that's... So if it's a big melon, this is really how you tell. Okay. You don't get it, Tony. I can see that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, uh, the, the, the stem on the melon should be getting a little tough. You can also do a nail test on it. Uh, to see if your nail will go in. And then there's a little tendril that is really close to the stem. And if that is brown, it should be ready. So you just mentioned there, Audrey, a nail test. What Do you, do you mean you just like puncture the actual skin of the, of the well, melon? You shouldn't, well, you can kind of push on it, and it's like a tomato. Right. It'll give a little bit. Right. But it's not like the squash one where your nails should not go through it. Because a melon, sometimes they can, depending on what melon it is. I guess as well, mind you, you've got to be on your ball with it. You've got to get it right because if it, if it's wrong, because you don't get that many melons, I'm just saying it's easy it's, to kind of do a tomato. Oh, it's not right. It doesn't matter. But if you've right. only maybe got one or two melons on your patch. I would also look for the days to harvest when they say, you know, this is a, a 90-day melon or a 70-day melon. Mm-hmm. I would make sure I'm at least at those dates from when I put it in uh, yeah. just to make sure that you're, because some melons are trickier, but it, the more you grow them, the more you learn, like that's how it should look when it comes, when I, when you pick it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would look for those tendrils right by the, the right, base right, uh, and check the neck. And smell um, it as well. You can use your sense of smell. Yes. You can tell yes, sometimes a, a ripe melon. Yeah, at the blossom end, they'll have a little bit of smell. Yep. Where they've got the, you know, the, I mean, I've got no melons at all this year. So, but like in previous years when I have had melons, it's like, I always find when the, where it just at the, where the stem meets the melon, when the rest of it's gone quite hard and then it just starts getting a bit of give just around that top stem, yeah. that's yeah. When it kind of just yeah. comes away and it's perfect. While we've got you on then, Jess, the last time you were on, and I forgot to mention this even kind of chatting before we kind of started. You had a nightmare, to be honest. Probably the worst nightmare I've seen with tomatoes. 
and you had to do a kind of trolley dash and even just buy some from any garden centre that had some. How's how's life in the tomato front? How 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 did that ha- go? Well, none, nothing survived. And you know, I thought that the peppers had survived. You know, they were all together. The yes. peppers and the and I thought that the peppers had done fine, um, but actually, they a lot of those peppers are still the same size that they were in March. They just wow. like Stunded. stopped at that point, uh-huh. and they they've never grown. They just haven't grown again. That's just been it. So um, whatever happened, happened to both of them. The tomatoes, uh, obviously, because I started again with them, um, I just don't have the same varieties that I would have wanted. And most of them are kind of the ones you could buy in a, a garden centre. But I've got tomatoes, which that's, is more than that's, I was going to That's what I was going to ask you there. Have you got tomatoes? Or so? Yeah, but nothing. I mean, I like really big, like the, the fat tomatoes and mm-hmm. The, my two favourite ones are the Japanese black trifelia, and I just don't have any of them, which is sad. <laughs> I'm sure if we we kind of, if I remember rightly, did we put it down to the water board doing some flushing or doing? Our expertise, we sort of decided ah. that that's what it was because they were changing the, um, like they a... were putting in meters in the street. Yeah. At the same time, so yeah, that's the only thing because no, no. they were. All all had all different things. Do you remember there was a, like in different compost and they'd been fed with different things and yeah, couldn't think of anything else other than the water that connected them. I mean, it made, to be honest, Jess, it made some great video watching. Do you know what I mean? I know it sounds horrible when you're watching someone crash and burn. Do you know what I mean? But it was like, yeah. it was like addictive to watch, but to be <laughs> on the other side, you know what I mean? It was, I guess. One of the unspoken it's... like um, bonuses of doing like YouTube or Instagram or something is that when things go absolutely <laughs> It's up. It is just extra content. Like it's uh-huh. like okay. oh, I know, I know. Definitely, yeah. kind of you think, right? I'll get you know. Don't throw that yeah. video a bit clip away there. Keep that one. So, oh, it's lovely to know that kind of you've got tomatoes there now. Even if they are kind of your Shirley's in you. <laughs> did you yeah, get any, Did you get anything? Did you get anything that was kind of unusual? Are they all just like gardeners delight Shirley's or? The only one that actually came through and was in that first set was one called um, Green Doctor. Right. Uh, which is turned out to be a really nice tomato. But I don't know whether it's a really fantastic tomato because it's the only vaguely exciting one I've got this year. So in comparison <laughs> exciting, or whether like in the in the scheme of the original. Green, uh, yes. Uh, there might be someone saying green no, they're they're the boring ones for <laughs> the kind of <laughs> Right. Fiona <laughs> is asking Steve, how is your new compost been doing? Now I know you're kind of uncertain you're not obligation to keep quiet frozen. But I know, oh, frozen what? again frozen again yeah you've got to keep stop saying your name that's what you're doing <laughs> you are, are you picking your nose there i'll tell you what then we'll uh, we'll <laughs> leave for you and i would never i would never <laughs> david is asking uh, tony did you sow green beans last week and if so did you sow them outside david do you know what i'm going to have a confession to make here i forgot all about them i sowed them I've put them in the hut three or four days ago there now, but with a little heat mat on, just you know what I mean, just kind of like help them along there. And I've went and I've never looked, to be honest. So I will have a look. Bloody hell, to be honest. I was I was was they were gonna go in the polytunnel, so I've got a little lid on, so hopefully they haven't dried out completely. But I've has anybody else had grown any green beans this late now? Or is it just just muggins here? Stephen? <laughs> Just you. I've, I've got some growing, but they've been in for about a month or so, I think, now. They're in my little polytunnel. And I think they were just starting, the beans are just starting to come on them. So, 
mm-hmm. but I've never never sewn them this late. I don't think. Well, I was taking your advice to just put it in the ground, sew it. So now, you, now you're backtracking. Now you're backtracking away and saying, "Oh, no, just, I would never do that, Tony. Never do that." No, no, no. I'm not backtracking <laughs> at all. It's just I wouldn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it was nice to just kind of use up a little bit. It's what exactly what you said, Steve. There's a little bit of compost and there's a few seeds. Just that's you know it. What I mean? That's just, it. Just try. Just have it. a go. Uh-huh. And I must actually highlight today um, on your video with your sunflowers. Your sunflowers, and it, it shows actually how far. Don't don't take this the wrong way. Fair fair dues here. It shows how far you've come in your gardening. That you've looked at your sunflowers and looked at the plants around it, and worked out what's going on. And mm-hmm. oh, I think I'll give myself a look. There you go. <laughs> I was chuffed, a bit, absolutely chuffed a bit when I saw that. Well, it's you know when you it's the, the exact and I love kind of I love getting proved you know what I mean right and wrong and anything like that. Again, it's great content. Yeah. But Steve, yeah. and it was like it's so plain to see. That was the nice yeah. thing about it. You know, Jess, we're talking about. I've, I've put a video where I've, I put loads of sunflowers in for like Ukraine and support and just a bit of color. But it's definitely they've like hindered some of the the green, and I'm guessing it's like the green loving nitrogen ones, you know what I mean? But it's plain as day when you see, you know, I've got some ridiculous lettuce there, salad stuff there, mm. and anything next to the sunflowers have just like stunted little kind of evil looking things, you know. So yeah. it was, uh, it's, and I think yes, hats off to Stephen. He did see it Tony, that will happen. You know what I mean? Give him his, give him his, uh, give him a applause as well. Hey, we're all happy, <laughs> why, yeah, why not? Why not? Three cheers for Audrey. Yes. Hey. Well, Audrey, did you have you got sunflowers? Did you did you notice this happening or anything or? Well, I planted them in the ground in my container uh, bed. So kind of like your, where your potatoes are. Yes. They were in the ground and the other things were not in the ground. So I really didn't notice anything because they weren't really connected. So, I mean, it's like you see, I've kind of um, getting like a, a lovely flush of flowers and I've actually brought a whole load down and we've got them on the kitchen table there now. So... But it was interesting just to see, as you know, not an experiment. It was just by chance it kind of I discovered it. But to right. see how stunted the, the plants are that grow yeah. next to you know, I, I, I do have some other ones growing in my squash bed, uh-huh. but they're kind of in the middle, so they're really not near the roots of the squash. Right. They're, the squash is all growing around them, so I have not noticed anything. But it did um, make me, I was actually researching some college textbooks because I thought, I would like to know what this is about. And it, oh, the, the, Yeah, well, they're actually, I think you can just Google it as well, Audrey. There was, there was a few. I know, but you know, Google only goes so far. Sometimes you really need, you need to the go, textbooks, here's the science yes. of what's happening with sunflower roots. And here's how they interact with other things growing. That's going to be more my uh, go-to. I believe that a little bit more than what Google says sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, by the way, Wikipedia is law, mind you, Audrey. Do you know what I mean? You've got to, everything is it's law. <laughs> it's law. Oh, everything. You're so- I used to yeah. go into Wikipedia when on me kind of science fiction things and change it myself. Do you know what I mean? Kind of 
do you know <laughs> yeah. if, we've, if we had like a big writer on, I would go into Wikipedia and say, right, we've had like Stephen King on this day. You know what I mean? And just kind of change it myself, to be honest. So, Stephen, are you going to freeze? Um. <laughs> <laughs> How is Fiona Kane is asking, how is the new compost right. bin doing? The new compost bin is blinking brilliant. Um, every time I open it now, I'm getting a cloud of steam escaping. Uh, I'm almost getting a, a full free facial. Um, it's dropping a lot as well, which is good. So it shows it's all working. Um, I'm actually focusing on compost and various heaps and various things tomorrow. I'm making a video tomorrow. So there'll be a lot more information in that. Uh, Cause I've got, I'm covering a lot of head, covering a lot of things this year uh, with composting. So there'll be a lot more information, but the bin itself is brilliant. Really what kind of, I get a little bit, not say frustrated with kind of, you know, all this kind of recipes for, you know, and I'm hopefully going to, we're going to get Tony O'Neill on, one one week as well and chat about it but it's just like when you make this compost you know you we we make loads of green matter in the in a garden but it's you've got to bring in so much more extra brown matter or whatever to kind of compensate to make it to make this kind of where i think most folks right or wrong i just kind of pilot i do pilot you know just use don't make the recipe do you know what I mean? What, what do you think of that then, Steve? Because I'm saying I just kind of normally pile it on and maybe add a little bit of cardboard, maybe not, do you know what I mean? But definitely not bring in like a kind of the recipe of making compost. It just seems a bit yeah, too it, much hassle. It can be if if you're not organised. Um, I mean, there are several ways to do it. You can cold compost, which will take you six months, 12 months, 18 months, which is basically what you're doing, Tony. Just sling mm-hmm. it all in the pile and leave it. Did you hit that mic there? I did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, naughty boy. <laughs> yeah, and just, just let it sort of go down itself. Uh-huh. Or you can mix mix every little ingredient up, spend a little time doing it, and then you can move your compost heaps around to aerate it and make sure it's wet enough and that, which, you know, once you're organised, doesn't take that much more work. And every time you go to the allotment, you can take a couple of cardboard boxes with you or a couple of newspapers, what, whatever you're using, and add them things as well. See, once you're organising in that way of thinking, it's it's relatively easy to do. It's just if you want to do it or not. And all it means is that things compost easier, better and more evenly mm. and quicker as oh, well. I, I, no, I, I, I totally get the kind of the end result. It's just that, yeah. like you say the amount of like matter I'm putting in, what I've have yeah. to bring in more. You know what I mean, Jess? Yeah. What what's it like for you with compost? Are you like what Steve mentioned there? Like just leave it like a cool like do a cool compost, or do you, do you do you make your own kind of like recipe and turn it and add cardboard and wood pulp? And... I definitely add cardboard, but mainly because uh, we get quite a lot of deliveries to the house, so there's always cardboard around. But I'm not. Uh, it's cold compost. It's just bog standard. Like put it in a pile. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it, it seems to work fine. And we, but we do have a lot of brown matter that that kind of goes into it. So do you um, not find just what, what what I'm thinking? Maybe this year for me is I'm getting a lot of like, and I'm guessing it's down to the kind of just leaving the compost, like seeds germinating. You know, they haven't been killed off with like a heat process, so the 
maybe I'm picking this compost. When you put your new compost or your made compost on a bed, are you getting seeds shooting up? Uh, like yeah. it's just like a carpet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like an absolute carpet. But there's, I mean, it's we're pretty careful about what we put in there in the sense of like no bindweed. Um, we've got this terrible matting weed that I don't even know what it's called. I keep looking it up, but I can't find anything um, that looks similar to it. It's like um, it spreads by these little tiny nodules in the root that look a little bit like kind of bulbules, right. you know, that you get on top of clover, but it's not clover. There is awful stuff. So we're really careful not to put any of that in the compost. And everything that does come up is is from seed. And then generally you just hoe it off. Mm-hmm. As long as it's yeah. kind of being spread by the roots, I don't, it's all right to hoe it. No Sometimes if... If I'm like spreading compost on a bed that I'm then going to sow seed direct into, I do spread it and then like give it a really good soak and leave it for a while so that everything comes up and then I can hoe it off. And at least you've got like that first wave out of the way because yes. otherwise yeah. it just, just gets lost. In the, it, in the that's a great, that, that honestly, Jess, that's a great thing. It's that first wave. It's almost like a battle, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yes. Here comes yes. the first wave. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just kind of... I do the same thing. I do the same thing in my polytunnel. I wet that a couple of weeks before planting and sowing, just to get that first wave out of the way. You can hoe it off, and and then the second the second wave it tends to be a bit weaker and a bit more sporadic. So, are we seeing then, Steve? I mean, it. I, I cannot see it not killing seeds. That this compost, this compost bin is by all accounts amazing. And I've seen videos. You showed a sly little videos where. It, yeah, oh, actually, like it's steaming hot. So this must be yes. killing everything: germs, bacteria, seeds, the lot. Is that right? Well, I'm hope I'm hoping so, and I'm I'm going a step further again tomorrow in this this video that I'm making, um, and I'm going really, really, I'm going a bit too far, really. But more about that in the video tomorrow. But yeah, I'm gonna be pushing the limits tomorrow <laughs> well i i will wait for that video with bated breath no am i right or do you forgive us there you, you you don't use compost you bring in compost is that right correct because yeah. again i'm in the city that's right i i, uh, I thought there was a, a kind of i knew there was yeah, you've we, told us only in times <laughs> we have um like leaf and grass pickup so i think it goes to a community yeah. uh Compost, so that's where we put ours. Right, yeah. No, I, I knew, I knew. I had, I had a feeling. Yeah. Right. Um, that must Jane. be frustrating, though, knowing that you're getting rid oh. of all your good garbage <laughs> and you can't use it. Oh, I know. It's it really was, annoying. No, it really I was, I, I was thinking that as well. Just yeah, it really is. But I don't know. What are you going to do? Maybe it's the same thing, Steve. It's the same thing with the green compost bins we've got. You know what I mean? You're you're seeing like people putting them out. You're thinking, God, if I could just have that. Do you know what I mean? If I can just kind of have a few of them green compost bins, that would save all the hassle. You know. I already have illegal water um, bucket. (laughs) Yes, we know. know How far I can go with that here? (laughs) (laughs) So let's just jump there. Now, I'm going to say no because I'm sowing and I've sowed. And they're up there now, my lettuce. Jane, Jane's asking, is it too late to sow lettuce now? Stephen, I, I, I see, there you go. You see. He's all right with the <laughs> lettuce. Seen, the right? bloody lettuce is all right. He wouldn't have sown bloody beans now, for God's sake. Don't sow beans now. But is it okay to sow lettuce now, Stephen? 
Yes, it is. And I am sowing beans in a couple of weeks, but more about that tomorrow. That's, that's oh, is, this, is this what is this like gross Steve's channel to kind of overtake me there? It'll be in the video tomorrow if you don't mind subscribing, that'll be fantastic. Thank you. <laughs> no, I'm sowing I'm sowing some field field beans in a in a couple oh, of right. Ah, you, you did. Ah, you did. It's I like told a, you about that. You yeah, agree me you Um no, it's never too late to sow lettuce. I mean, just keep sowing it. it mm-hmm. As long as it grows, then fine. If it gets too cold, it might not grow. It's as simple as that. Just, just try it. Just keep going. Have you? I mean, I mean there, there is. I was going to say there is varieties. Can you give us some varieties, Stephen? Um, Red Grenoble's a good one. Uh, Rouge d'Eva, that's another one. Um, can't remember the others at the minute. I mean, freckles isn't too bad, but that might succumb under under cold. Uh, there's the winter purslane one, the corn salad, uh, rocket, American landcress. He's on a there's, roll now. There's quite, there's, a there's quite a few. There's quite a few. Yeah, there is literally hundreds. And, there's, and you could kind of, I'm not saying class them, but you've got the mustards as well, so we can kind of, because I'm doing yes. mustards as well, do you know what I mean? So, Jess, are you... Salad mixes, sorry. sorry, I was going to say, one of my salad mixes in the crates, that's all got mustards in as well, so that's a mix of salad leaves, normal lettuce leaves, and sort of the oriental leaves. So there's young pak choy and the zunas and stuff in there. And that's the uh, mesclum mix from Premier Seeds. Yeah, I've got it's that. Sold as a, yeah, it's a it's brilliant little mix. That. So uh-huh. you get a nice bit of crunch and stuff in there. Lovely. Well, it's it's funny, Steve. My, um, I think you sold your, you said you were going for your second basket last week yeah, or something. And, well, mine's now ready. You know what I mean? My first one's coming up there. I'm thinking, right, let's get this ball rolling like a basket is. Yes. Sure. Yeah, Every um, two or three weeks, get another one. Yeah. Right, I'm going to shut up for five minutes. Let somebody else have a go. <laughs> Jess, Sorry. do you um, grow salad now? Like, th- this late on? Yeah. Actually, I was just, just typing in the chat. <laughs> somebody just said, um, do you not find winter density bitter? And, yeah, I do. There's a lot of the winter lettuces that I just... They grow fantastically and they look beautiful, but I just really don't like the flavour of them. And um, real seeds, you know, the real seed catalogue. They um, sent something out the other day, which was about um, the winter lettuces, but grown like for flavour. And there was one on there. There was two, actually, which I ordered the seed for. And one of them was called uh, Render Glass. And that apparently I've heard from other people as well is an incredibly like it tastes like a summer lettuce, but it's a winter one. Right. So I'm quite excited about that. I'll have to I'll have to write that one down, Jess, as well, because I like that kind of bite taste. You know, like, like Ridiculous got that for me as well. That kind of like almost bitterness to it as I well. I love stuff like I eat a lot of chicory and uh-huh. like chimichurri and stuff, but there's just something about those lettuces I just find really unsatisfactory. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm hoping that this year I'm going to kind of crack the winter lettuce thing. I was going to ask you there, are you trying to go, I mean, it's always like a challenge for like me and Steve and I guess Audrey as well, Angie, but we're going to try and get right through the winter, growing something, you know what I mean? Just so we can go at the garden and get that kind of, you know, that kind of feel of, you know, these dark months. Is that something yeah. you kind of trying to go for? Yeah, um, not last year. Last year didn't really work out very well outside. Um, but it was good in the polytunnel. The year before was fantastic outside and mm-hmm. a fail in the polytunnel. All so right, right. Both. And then it just kind of depends on what the what the year brings weather-wise to see which one's going to kind of work better. I tend to plant like versions of the same thing inside and out and, mm-hmm. and hope 
Yeah. But um, I want to make use of the actual greenhouse this year because I never have any success in the greenhouse in winter. Great in the polytunnel, but something about the greenhouse, it just sort of, things just sort of never materialise. Well, and is that even like, say, have you tried growing, I know you're not so keen on the mustards, but have you tried growing them there? Because they, for me, seem to be bulletproof through the window, you know what I mean? They're, they're pretty yeah, I grow them outdoors, though. I just, right, um, right. I go and grow them in, inside. I put the, yeah, like green wave mustard and like dragon's tongue. I just grow them outside and they're fine. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So yes, if you if you wanna, by all means, yes, start. Um, Rind right, the glass is one of the ones I've planted as well, and I think the other one is Montpellier. Right, um, right. Just trying to think the name, but that rind the glass is one of the the four that I've got sown at the minute. You'll have to um, remind us about it, there, Audrey. What about you? Are you um, your Detroit windows are a little bit. I, well, I'm growing a lettuce right now outdoors. Uh, I move inside, like inside the house, because we get so cold here. So I grow to microgreens and lettuce under light. Right. Oh, that's right. Yes. Uh, and you're yes. going to take that right through the winter, aren't you, as well? Like, right Absolutely. Through. Yeah. Absolutely. Fresh. Absolutely. Fantastic. Yep. I've seen, um, I'll have to show you this, little, this guy who I follow on YouTube. He got a, it was like a little grow tube bubble thing, electric, and it had like a water filter by a company, but it was just for like one plant. And he says mm-hmm. it, it, he loved it, to be honest. He's, you know, and I've seen all these things you have on your benches, but it's just like that, to have that one plant going through the winter. Do you know what I mean? Because it's coming and it is this dark, dank, miserable time. And I've even got one of these kind of, you know, these sun lamps that give you like a, I'm sure I get a little bit kind of down in the in the kind of yeah. the dark months, and so if I can just grow something little, be nice. Do you know what I mean? Hence the gardens. I just, am very jealous that you guys can grow year round. Well, it's just uh, yeah. That. No, I mean, I, I, yeah, we're kind of I'm your, very jealous. Your, yes. your temperatures just are kind of oh, brutal. they're freezing uh-huh. for too long. So, but uh, actually, behind me, you can see that rack. That's I where can, I'm moving my indoor growing for winter. Is that the rack with the, the certificate on, Audrey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, very, yeah. my very favorite college degree there. The <laughs> I'm wondering Brilliant. when I get level two, or like I'm junior here. I'm like, when do I get to you be can't just, just, you, Audrey, you can't just step into level two. You've got to work your way up. Have I? I've actually got to go on the pig monkey and change it to red or something. I've got to work out. I don't have another 30 in me. (laughs) I've got to work out how to change the color font. (laughs) Okay, a degree only takes four years. I've had this for a year now. (laughs) Jess, we've got a question for ourselves here. Let's have a look. Um, I guess Steve as well would. the forgotten allotments, is that right? How Tony and Jesse, I know you both have raised beds, but I'm finding slugs are hiding in mine. Any suggestions to prevent it? I cut back the veg and a, and a tidy gardener. So there's kind of one thing. Jess, all I would say for me is I've been using, I used other slugs, not the snails, the slugs. I was using that nematodes from, and I just buy it off Amazon. I think it was £16. And I just do a few doses of that, and it. This I did that last year, and I was still happy with the results this year. I've done it in the polytunnel, but for a different kind of predator. But 
I use this. It's called Nemes, Nemes Slug, I think it might be called. Have you ever used that, Jess? I've only ever used Nemes Slug in the back garden. Right. Um, rather than on, like, the whole plot. This year, we've had no problem with slugs at all because it's been so blooming dry. They haven't been able to kind of do anything. The only the only stuff that got got by slugs is, like, um, the very edge of our allotment. Uh, the guy covered his plot in plastic uh, because he was trying to die down the weeds, and they all just lived under there. So anything I planted on that edge of the allotment right. <laughs> came out, ate, went back in again. So that wasn't so good. But the rest of the allotment, like, it's it's just sand, and that they can't, they couldn't really do anything. But normally we do have a real, a real problem with. Slugs. And how, how would you tackle that? Um, quietly crying in the shed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping for something a bit more practical. <laughs> is that where the, is that where the two cans come in? Having the raised bed, we uh, last year when they were really bad, uh, we started putting, you know, just like roof slates. Yes. Um, we're leaning them because we've got the, because it's a raised bed, like they've got a bit of a tilt. If you just put yeah. like a, a roof slate on either side of the bed, when you pick it up in the morning, it's just absolutely covered. Put them in a bag, in a plastic bag, take them down the end, put them in the dog poo bin. And um, it was helping. Mm-hmm. And they like yeah. dog poo. So I thought it wasn't that cruel. Oh, they like, all oh, right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's far bad. Steve, I think we've got to raise. I want actually Audrey as well, because um, you're on raised beds as well. Maria Slater's got another question there, Maria. If you have overgrown raised beds and doing a no dig, loads of buying weed, where should you start, Steve? Well, it, it's difficult. But I mean, it's supposed with no dig that you're not supposed to dig it, but really. If you've got to dig it, you've got to dig it, but you've got to get bindweed out mm-hmm. and get as much of the roots out as you possibly can. That would be my priority if I had a bed. You know, if I was ill for six months, come back and found it full of bindweed, I would want to get every last bit out, wait for the regrowth and then grab that bit and make sure it was out. And then I would start to build a proper no-dig bed again and hopefully not dig it for a couple of years to, because once it becomes active, it becomes brilliant. But um, yeah, if you've got to dig it, you've got to dig it. That's that's the end of it, really. And we, I mean, we're talking about bindweed, yard, Steve. Is the only re- way to get it out to dig it out? Is it no like cheats? Should I say? I mean, you can use glyphosate, but glyphosate is um, it's not the best best stuff to use um, because anything that gets overspray from it will also die. Um, and I don't think glyphosate works on those pernicious weeds like mare's tail and bindweed. I don't think it works fully on it. It will kill what it could see and it will kill a fair way down. But I think roots still remain underneath. I think you've got to dig it out. With those. You've just got to bite the bullet and dig it out. Here's a, a quick one then, Steve. Would you put that bindweed in your compost, your new fa- fancy compost bin? Do you know what? I think after this winter, I think I probably would. I have got a touch of bindweed on my plot, but it's right at the very back, right where I've got my uh, my rubbish compost bin. There's bindweed on the fence there, and I've just left it. I've never touched it. I've never disturbed it because that can also cause problems. But um, if what I'm doing over this winter works really well, then, yes, I will attack it, and I'll put all that 
in the mm-hmm. bin as well. Because as I say, I'm I'm going extreme, really. Am. <laughs> Audrey, do you ever suffer from weeds, like buying weeds just out of curiosity? Or okay, I hesitate to say this, but no, I don't suffer from bindweed. Right. So I'm very, but again, I'm on a suburban lot. I'm not on an allotment. So I, you know, I think those maybe for years maybe weren't cared for. And so things got to go wild. And then once you get a good setting and bindweed, it's there for a while, mm-hmm. right? I mean, it takes a long time to get rid of. So I, I, you know, this is pretty much just a suburban lot. So very different. So what, yeah. what, Audrey, is the, like the kind of the worst like weed for you? Lily of the Valley. Right. <laughs> what? Some previous owner. That's a problem. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes, it is. Uh, it is so invasive. A previous owner planted that. Uh, and uh, every year I'm trying to rid myself of that. Never. Horrible. Why? Horrible stuff. When I'm trying to grow things, not uh-huh. Lily of the Valley, because honestly, you blink and that has taken over another ten feet. So wow. We, so we used I to sell it the garden center for like um, nineteen pounds for five bulbs. <laughs> oh, I will wow. happily send you a gold mine. They are, and they they just keep and i'm thinking i am brutal to these things and they just keep coming back so wow that's what i mean i hesitate to share with you that my traumas because they would not, maybe not be yours <laughs> it is i, I mean, that's why i love having you on audrey because it's just like you must it's like different. totally different do you know what i mean it's just like who would have thought yeah. lily of the valley would be the biggest pest you know well it, it happens to be one right now because it's just on my last nerve at the moment. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I, I just wish it was something a little more productive. I don't l- really like how they their, their scent is not pleasant to me. And, again, I look at them as a weed. Because oh isn't God. a weed anything that's growing somewhere where you but don't want it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's yes. <laughs> so, in a different location, maybe it's not a weed. But, Wow. Right, let's have a look at anything, questions. Uh, don't forget to put your questions. I'm trying to get through some as much as I can. Um, Jess, are you growing, are you planting anything now? Just, this is one of my kind of questions. What what we plant, what are you actually planting this week, maybe next week? I'm planting a lot of stuff out at the moment. Um, but, but yeah, still sowing. Like I had really poor germination with uh, the spinach, the first lot that I sowed. Like this one was about four weeks ago um yeah. out of a whole tray i got about six plants which isn't going to do you very well with spinach is it so i'm um, gonna buy some fresh seed of that and start again but yeah basically just like kind of repeat sowing uh, mustard greens pak choy tatsoi all of that kind of stuff at the moment and you know like i, I think i asked this question on a, on a poll on my channel do you eat Jess, as much as of of your produce that you grow, or does it? You know, do you get? Can you give it away, or does it? Some of it get wasted. You know, I'm, I'm talking about say like pak choy. You can kind of, you know, you can plant that, and you can have maybe say thirty heads all yeah. come at once. I'm trying to get better at doing kind of like planting out six or eight at a time rather than thirty, and then just <laughs> keep 
keep sewing it rather than it all being ready at the same time, which I think works better at this time of year, actually, because if you when you start the repeat sewing in the spring, because the temperature is getting warmer, it just gets faster and faster and faster. So when you kind of planting yeah, two plants, they, they all catch up with each other. So yes. you're still all together. But this time of year, it's kind of going the opposite way. So you get like a, a bigger spread, I think. Steve, any tips? That's a great point there, Jess. Any tips for getting the continual sewing there? Is it is there is there a, some golden rules people should follow? Um, just keep sewing until it stops growing. Basically, just keep on. I mean, you you know yourself with me, Tony. I don't stop sewing ever. Mm-hmm. And even if I'm going to have a completely blank month, the thing is, I will learn something from it. Might only be a small thing, but I will still learn from it. And just keep sewing and growing. Just keep the, keep the food going and going. And just, just chance your arm because you never know what the weather's going to do. And the weather is key during winter. <coughs> Excuse me. You can have a really cold winter and things will just stop dead. Or you can have quite a warm weather. Or you can have a, a warm January for some, for some strange reason. And then things just come back into life again and just go bonkers. Mm-hmm. If you've got too much, just give it away. And I know we've got a we've got on your show there, Steve. You've got a, a video of our seed sewing. If you just wouldn't mind telling, where, what did you sew that? You know, for the folks, what were you sewing now that folks can probably sew as well? Oh gosh, well, there's many things. I mean, broccoli, um, not broccoli. Well, you could sew broccoli's, um, cauliflowers, and I'm trying a new kale this year called Kalan. Uh, that's a new one, and a couple very of good. spring cabbage. Pardon? Oh, sorry, I said that's very good, Keelan. It's very good. Oh, I have. I've never that. tried. Yeah. Never tried that one. That. You will enjoy that. I've got a couple of spring cabbages going. Uh, there's there's about eight different lettuces I think that have grown, and things like rocket, uh, coriander, parsley. Um, then there's all my mustard greens. I've got Komatsuna, Mizuna, Mabuna, Choi Sun, Pak Choi. I've got three different types of Pak Choi. Literally just throw all the seeds I can at compost, wait for it, and then see what happens. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Stephen. There you go. A load of it is coming up now, so uh-huh. we need potting on in the next day or three. Audrey, any recommendations over there in Detroit for the American viewers there? What can we sew now? What would you sew now? Uh, th- probably the only two things I'm sewing for outside at this point are uh, spinach and arugula. I might, because I've already got my sprouting broccolis in that are going to be quick. Uh, more like... Um, they're not sprouting. They're the the broccolis that don't form the head. They just form nice stems. Yeah. So they're already yeah. in. My lettuces are already in. Um, but I think my spinach and arugula is probably the last. And I'm going to interplant that in my beans right now so that they can be growing underneath the beans. Mm-hmm. And then when the beans are done, they'll be there. Did you see my video, Audrey? Don't you don't have to say yes, mind you, but where I cut the, the the beans off there now, and I've left the roots in there. You know, you were one of your yes. tips. Yes, did left yes. the nod, nodules, and you can yeah. you can see them nodules, Audrey, as plain as day when you kind of lift Absolutely. up. Absolutely, yeah. And that's why I planted this one bed full of beans, mm-hmm. so that next spring that's going to be my lettuce bed. Mm-hmm. So I uh, roots in. Roll. Yeah. What was that, Jess? Uh, I left my roots in for um, the runner beans last year 
mm-hmm. left them in, uh, and they all regrew this year. <laughs> all right. And you got beans off them. I don't, well. I don't have that problem. They die. Like, it's... <laughs> and came back. Right. And you got veg from the beans as well, just. Yeah, yeah. Beans, they just carried right, on. Right, right. Wow. That's never wow. happened before. I mean, we did have quite a mild winter. What kind of beans? Like dwarf beans, are they just, were they? No, like climbing runner beans. Right, like, right. I just chopped them off at the bottom thinking, you know, I'll just leave the roots in there and plant something else over the top. But they, they just came back. Yeah. Have you heard that, Steve? Is that something you heard of? Or? Oh, God, yeah. I mean, you get very mild winters down there in London. It's uh, it's almost like Disneyland, isn't it, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you do get very mild winters. And, of course, with you being in this, it was mild. I mean, I lived out sort of High Wycombe, Slough, Berkshire area, and it was quite warm there. So in the city, you're going to be another couple of degrees warmer there, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. And with such sandy soil, nothing really rots. You know, it can just kind of yeah. withstand the winter as well. So it kind of adds... Now there's a there's a there's a young there's a young lass on here asking. I don't know if she should be allowed on. To be honest, Jesse at plus thirty sevens asking. Has oh look at the grammar. Has anyone's asparagus had a <laughs> had a second flush after the after the rain? Audrey, is, can can you answer Jess's question? Have you had does it asparagus a second flush after rains? Have you had a any look with asparagus? Oh, Have you I tried? Let mine, I let mine go to seed as soon as we're done. Right. So, I mean, they're obviously still growing, but I just let them go to seed. Yeah. And my my uh, asparagus patch is so dense with ferns right now that I think if it had a second flush, I have missed it. <laughs> yeah, I probably wouldn't but say Seriously, it. it's just so <laughs> thick. I, so I see the odd you know, asparagus coming up, but I just like, let it go. Mm-hmm. We've had our fill for the spring. Did you get a good crop, Audrey? We got an amazing crop. And this was the first year we could harvest the whole thing. Yes. I, I, it was, um... And it was, it was wonderful. I can't wait till next year. Jess, did your asparagus, and did you get it, like your first crop, did you get a good crop? Yeah, we had, to, this is it, was what I was asking, because it's never happened before. Um, we had our first crop, we picked it for like the six weeks, you know, like you do. Um, and then it's all in fern. And then obviously it was so dry. We've had the rain and now it's, it's just the whole lot has risen up again with, with swamps. Ah. So we're, mm. we've just picked it again. I mean, not to the same extent that we did earlier in the year where you take everything off, but we have been having like, a second smaller crop. I was just wondering if that was happening all over the place or. Right. It'd be interesting, with. be interesting actually to see what your harvest is like uh, next year because you've had that second. Sorry, microphone. Um, be interested <laughs> to see what what your set, what your crop is like next year after having sort of two flushes this year. Yeah, what's interesting is normally by this time it starts going yellow on the top. You know, the big the big ferny fronds start kind yeah, of right. going. So much of the plants are actually uh, just already stick, like they drop their leaves in the heat. So yeah. I reckon they haven't got their full boost anyway. So probably having another right. gut is, is probably a good idea because they'll be able to get a bit more energy back in, I suppose, um, having a whole new set of fronds. But uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a bit of a poor year next year, actually. After Might be this. beneficial to feed them. Eh? Yeah, I think so. Well, you, just you seeing it, you think it'll be a poor because you've kind of harvested twice. Is that why you think it's going to be a poor season? 
I think it's going to be a poor season mainly because obviously when when you um, when you let them go and they form their fronds, like that's when they're like getting all their energy for next year. And the ones that we had this year, they died off so quickly. They're, they're meant to still be sort of mostly green now and just go right. yellow. More than like a month and a half ago, they just dropped everything. So I don't think they got any of the like the benefit of the energy that they should have got. So. I'm hoping oh, we've harvested a couple. We haven't been kind of like. Well, I was going to. I was going to say you, you might as well harvest them. Do you know what I mean? If you if you've got a good England, it could be you know. Be, and was that due to the heat? Was it? Yeah, they just they just like dropped off. The first the first flush was as per normal, um, but they just kind of didn't hold on to their leaves. And we also had a big infestation of the asparagus beetle, which strips them anyway. So right, right. Gosh, God, there's always seems to be like a, a critter for a plant, doesn't it? So you know what I mean? It's, always, it's, you know what I mean? Always. There is a critter, you know what I mean? The cabbage root fly. There's like always like a a certain one for that plant. Do you know what I mean? So. I haven't got asparagus with it. I might kind of treat myself and put it, but it's like sacrificing a bed. That's what I'm kind of a little bit. You don't have to, Tony. You can put it where your strawberries are. Interplant it with your strawberry bed. Oh, tell just explain a little bit more then, Audrey. So, cause... Well, strawberries and asparagus grow very well together. Right. So I say, because I saw you ripping out all those strawberry plants, and I thought, <laughs> why not? Why not start some asparagus crowns as well? Mm-hmm. So I just they put the asparagus crowns in, and then in the plant with strawberries. Yeah, because asparagus comes up almost first, mm-hmm. and so you get your asparagus as your strawberries are starting to get bigger, and your asparagus will be done. Uh, because you're planting all those different kinds of strawberries, uh, but you'll still see them when they come up. So you can mm-hmm. easily crop them and they'll bring up their fronds, which will not disturb the strawberries. So it's a lovely crop to grow together. Right, right. I and know. You, you can get easily six or eight crowns in that mm-hmm. row. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, that's that's a lot of asparagus. I have 30, do I have 36 plants? And that is like, we are giving away asparagus like crazy in the spring. It's funny. This is, I'm getting deja vu. It was Jess. It was you that has that little trouble with asparagus. Am I right? In thinking, yes. Uh, I thought it was. I was like, I'm thinking. We've we've had this kind of conversation about asparagus already, and has been mentioned. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for bringing that oh, up, Tony. Always a pleasure. Oh, yeah. Trouble <laughs> and, and added. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, listen, I think we have run over. We certainly have run over the hour there. So we'll get Ooh. to tips of the week. Now, no. Stephen, can I have your tip of the week, sir? Tip? Nobody told me about any tips. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, the, the best tip I can give you right now is to keep that hoe that you've got. Keep it working. Uh, keep going over those beds, especially after the dry season we've had this year. The rain that we've had is, as we were discussing earlier, going to bring on a a big flush of weeds. So keep that hoe working, keep those weeds down, help to keep those beds clear for overwinter and then hence for next spring. And it will just save you so much work and so much heartache. There's nothing worse than walking away from your allotment or your garden for a little while, coming back and finding it's choked with weeds and you've got to start again. So keep that hoe working once a week over all your beds. 
Oh, that is a, a great little bit of advice. Actually, Steve, I, when it's like not that bad, I just use my kind of hand, where's the camera? You know, and just kind yeah. of just <laughs> scrunch it. You can do that with no dig. That's, that's the benefit of uh-huh. no dig. You can do that. But if you're on soil, you'll need a hoe. Uh-huh. I mean, I use a hoe for both anyway, but just keep it working. Just don't forget it. As my granddad used to say, hoe every day with a Y in it. <laughs> well, it's like I say... They just seem to grow way better than any veg I grow. Do you know what I mean? I could have, I could win, oh, yeah. I could win awards with the weeds. Do you know what I mean? It's just oh, like definitely. Uh-huh. <laughs> Audrey, tip mm. tip of the week, please. Hmm. Mm. Got a few. Well, <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of what I'm doing like right now. So. I am actually starting to order my seeds already for next year. So, I, again, I don't know how things work always in the UK, but here, if you have certain varieties that you love and have done well for you, I say order them early if you need the seed so you're sure to get it. Mm-hmm. So that's my tip. Do you, it's brilliant, isn't it? Are you saying because they'll sell out is that what you mean and are you could... well, they, a lot of times they do here uh-huh. mm-hmm. so if, particularly if you have like a very specific one that you just love to grow um get them early get them early yes and, and do a little and do a little hard evaluation of what worked and what didn't work in your garden this year mm-hmm. and um air towards what's working and see if you need more of that fantastic oh audrey jess Tip of the week. Now, I kind of sprang this on you when we when you, when you first sat down. And, oh, by the way, Jess, we need a tip for you. So have you got a tip? Um, I just like audio. I don't think about what I was doing this week. Um, so something I caught mum doing was picking rocket or like leaf chicory per leaf, which just makes it impossible to pick later on. So if you're picking rocket, let the plant get really bushy grab the whole lot and chop it off about an inch from the bottom and then take the whole lot and let it regrow and then harvest the whole plant again, rather than trying to pick off individual leaves. Cause then you get all the soft best stuff you don't get the nasty sticks. You don't get anything tough and it's just really easy to harvest. Yeah. That would be my tip. That is a good, Jess, that's a great tip because I do what your mum does. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of, it's almost like inbred. You know, I'll just pick the odd leaves, but then you do get, you know, like a, a few pickings later, it's like, ah, that's a bit of a crap one in there. You know what I mean? And it's a bit yeah. woody, that stem's a bit, and I end up kind of cutting the stem and having like a, a tiny little leaf. So you just like reset every plant every time you harvest. You know that everything you're picking comes at, it's all at the right stage and it mm-hmm. all kind of works out nicely. And actually, Steve, you could do that with, you know, like our, you know, our, like salad baskets, just like harvest that whole lot. Because again, I've yeah. just been like harvesting little bits of it, but I, I might just scythe the whole lot off, you know. And yeah, you can do, and it, it will come again and then come again. You'll uh-huh. get normally you should get sort of two or three cuts off it, depending on what leaves are in there and how fast growing they are. But yeah, you should get two or three cuts at least off each basket. So enough for a good couple of salads, anyway. Anyway, yes. Well, thank you, Jess, Steve, Audrey. Can I say one thing to the U.S. viewers? You certainly can. Um, green stock vertical planters. Uh, and if you see my videos, I have several of them. But they're beautiful, pocketed vertical planters. They're having their Labor Day sale right now. 
So if you've been interested in looking into those, this is a really good sale, quite frankly. So it's worth maybe taking a risk on one if you want to try it because they're fabulous. Well, Audrey, you better, start, you better start ordering now, Audrey. Or you can, everyone's going to beat you to it now. I, I don't <laughs> want any more. I have three, and I'm very content with three. Mind you, it's so, funny. Yeah, I know but, we're kind of we're laughing about that, but that happens. You know, when you kind of mention something and then you think, well, I'll go and order it, and then they're out of stock. Do you know what I mean? Right. You think, hell, I wish <laughs> I kept, kept my mouth shut. Do you know what I mean? So... <laughs> No, but Greenstock's a great company, and they stand behind what they do. So, brilliant! If you want one, go get one. Well, everyone, big thank you again. Don't forget, we've got Discord. Pop over there and say hello in the Discord. That's it's just getting bigger and bigger. That channel there, so nice to do. And if you're kind of just watching this, we have got our little new channel there. We've had Jesse. It's been lovely to have you on again. Hopefully. It's not too long the next time we'll get you on and we'll find out how, how things are going and everything like that. Yeah, good to see you, Justin. Yes, it's lovely to kind of have and- you. Yes, yes. And actually, oh, I forgot as well, GAB sent a picture, some nice pictures of some chilies he's been growing, saying everything is going all right this week. So just like, I think GAB's actually on holiday there, so he's having a week off. Don't forget. I don't think uh, he wanted to be picked on while he wasn't I, here. <laughs> he just, uh, yes. I'm all right. Everything's like, okay. Yes. Yes. We haven't we haven't seen the hand of wine tonight either. Doesn't the hand of wine normally come in through the door? Oh, I know. I know. Yes. <laughs> Hence that the two, the two cans. The two cans. I got one in honor of Jesse. I brought one in honor. Yeah. Is both them Jess? Is both them cans gone? Jess, are they both? By both, how many do you mean? Are they empty? Yes. Are they both empty? <laughs> <laughs> They're all gone. Are they, yeah, finished. Mom! I was going to say, where's You've all still got your lights on. I seem to be in the pitch black. Like, oh, no, we, can still, we can still see. It. It, it, that's the thing, mind you, Jess. It is. It's starting late. Nights are starting to cut in there now. You know, They I mean? are. Like, they are creeping in. Just after 8 yeah. o'clock there, and it's like London looks like it's pitch black. Yeah. So we are not here next week. Just if anyone's thinking there, I'm kind of on a little happy holiday there. But again, again, sub- again, again. Yeah, it's retirement. You know what I mean? You kind of, you know, uh, you know, shocking. Live the dream. Shocking. <laughs> Life and Riley. Right. Living the dream. Living right the there. dream. Eh? Living the dream. That's what we used to say. You know, when you kind of someone at work. Funny. I'm just kind of going off on tangent. You ask, you know, like say, electrician will come in. How are you doing, buddy? How are you doing? Oh, living the dream. <laughs> but I am now, you know what I mean, kind of retired. But do kind of get the podcast of this. It'll be up as soon as I can get the kind of audio sorted out. Jesse, Steve, Audrey, thank you so much. You're thank welcome, you. sir. It's been a, it's been an honour and a pleasure. Thank you very much indeed, everyone. Thank Thanks you. All. See you in two everyone. weeks' time. Take good care.